Good morning from Jeffrey Specialist Sales. This is Mark Howden from Consumer. First, we've got some grumpy reporting in the FT around Italian attempts at recovery and reopening. Fits with our negative thesis spirits and everything discretionary. Second, we've got Tate numbers out at 7 o'clock. We'll come back with more on that once we've looked. And thirdly, this Imperial Brands note from Benny is very encouraging. We like Imperial, perhaps even more now the dividend cuts out of the way and the leverage is being addressed. Three quick points. First, that low valuation is extreme. Faith in delivery is clearly very low. It does feel like one for the patient because material upside might be more likely to be a fiscal 21 story with the new CEO not arriving until July 1st. Second, full year 20 could be a problem. We take our numbers down today. Uh, and I think that that's increasingly priced in. And third, with this dividend cut out of the way, our support's all about the market not giving credit for a still robust tobacco business with good optionality from vapour. That's it from me. Hi, it's Alex Turner on the discretionary stocks. Research this morning, we have a note out on Dart Group reiterating our buy. I'll post the update on liquidity. We've run a scenario analysis highlighting the endurance of the cash. In the news today, we note the FT article talking of US unemployment. This is the biggest market in the world for our sportswear names. In Women's Wear Daily, um, Tmall and local governments are releasing massive stimulus packages ahead of the next big shopping festival in, in China, which is the 18th of June. Trading apparently today, which is the second Valentine's Day of the year in China, is very strong with the Tmall luxury pavilion site reporting spending up over 60%. Results out this morning, we hear from Inchcape and Pets at Home, and tomorrow the focus very much on Burberry. We are sellers of this one, underperform, and we're sitting around 6-7% below consensus. Bonjour from Industrials, this is Bruna. Sandy has a short note talking about how governments may support airlines with conditions that relate to the environment, but highlighted what Rolls-Royce mentioned yesterday, that governments cannot replace sustainable customer demand that is simply not there. Elsewhere, we had a roadshow with Cummings this week and wanted to give you feedback of what they said about near term. China is booming with truck markets at all time highs and both excavators and data centers also very strong. This offsets significant weakness in Europe and US, but they don't extrapolate the China experience to these other markets as there are variances in cycles and government actions. Most OEMs have now restarted production, but there are some short term supply chain concerns Mexico has been highlighted by a few, but these should ease by the end of Q2. The industry looks set to, uh, for moderate volume recovery in Q3, but the pace of recovery into Q4 and beyond is still very uncertain. Good morning from Mark Hoffler in Resources. Oil price is very much in focus this morning with the Brent front month contract now trading north of $36 a barrel. I think that is explained by this broader view that the oil market is now firmly on a route to rebalancing and that those uh, inventory overhangs are starting to ease. That was very much the case yesterday with the US EIA inventory data showing that inventories in Cushing, Oklahoma drew down 9% last week, further supporting this view. Outside of the commodity prices themselves, not really too much to be flagging this morning, although the spread on the shell Bs versus the As continues to look very attractive to us, even if we can't explain why that spread is as wide as what it currently is today. We also have a pretty robust trading update from Enquest, and I'll leave it there. Good morning from Jeffrey's Financial Specialist Sales, Thursday 21st May. Big focus on the market-geared names in the sector. Um, we highlighted uh, data earlier this week showing a very strong momentum across DCM, ECM and trading uh, continuing throughout the Q2 period. Remember, Q1 was a blockbuster 
across the fixed spectrum with a number of houses printing record numbers in both the US and in the European environment. BNP and Barclays being two standouts on that thematic there. We published a note a couple of days ago out of the US uh, just highlighting the current trends there where it's going to be another record month for uh, investment grade issuance. So the likes of BNP Paribas will thrive. They're the top issuer in Europe. Remember some of the negatives from their Q1 numbers such as negative fair value hits on the insurance business or reverse in the current quarter. So earnings there could get quite a big lift. Uh, also Barclays plays into that theme as well. Elsewhere we have uh, a Q1 update from Generali and uh, also Aviva.